With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Sota Daf Lamed Hey, page 35. We begin one line from the bottom on Lamed Dalet Hamabez. So, in the previous the Gemara, so we just had mentioned that Avshalom went down to Hebron in order to get a sheep from there. So, I just left out a few words. Vitanya, Elam Mimoyav, Kvasim Hebron. They would get rams from Moab, sheep from Hebron. Mino, Aidi, from here we see, Aidi the Klisha Ara, since the land is not meant for growing things, Avdaraya Vishamin Kenyana. So therefore that's why they have over there all kind they're shepherding over there. And they have it's meant over there, Vishamin Kenyana, that's where they fatten up the mikna, the the cattle. Vayashuvu Mitora Aretz. Now we begin Nugumaras. Vayashuvu Mitora Aretz. They returned from checking out the land. Vayelchu Vayavo. And the verse says they they went and they came. Why does it say Vayelchu Vayavo? If they already we already know that they came back and they were coming to speak to Moshe Rabbeinu or to speak to the people. Amr Biyechanan. Biyechanan says Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechai. The name of Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechai. Makish Halicha Lebiyah. This connects walking there to returning. Ma Biyah Beitzara. Just like we know when they returned, they had an evil. Idea these miraculous spies afalicha beitzera. So to when they went, they also had an evil idea, and it could be the pshat in this is the understanding of it is, like the Ramchal says, because the whole reason why they saw everything in a negative light in Eretz Yisrael was because of the fact that they had this negia, they had this outlook, they were afraid they were going to lose their position, and therefore they saw everything in a bad light. It could be that's what they went into it because they went into it with that. That's why they had this bad idea to see everything in a negative light. So they said, they said what they saw. And so they said how beautiful the land was. They also said at the end, but we can't do anything there because it's way the people there are way too strong. Anytime you have some kind of negative statement, if it doesn't include any truth, at the beginning, in so it's not going to last in the end. So these people, they started off saying the land of Eretz Yisrael is wonderful. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. And then they said all the negative things. So they start off with truth. This way they start to be believed. And then they end off with lies or with distortions of the facts. And then they're still believed. Kalev quieted down the nation, El Moshe. Towards Moshe, Amar Rabba. What is Rabba says? What is it? What did he do? He tricked them with his words. Pasach Yeshua. Yeshua started to talk to Kamishtoi, and as he was talking, They said to him, "This one whose head is cut off, so to speak, he's going to speak. He's going to tell us anything." I think the pshat might be. There's a different pshat here, but I think the pshat might be. He's disconnected from the world. He's not connected to the people. He doesn't know what's going on. He is, his head is in the clouds. Maybe. Maybe that's a pshat. Rashi says that it means, Rishkatiya means that he has no children. But the Marsha says it doesn't make sense because he was only, he wasn't even an old man. He was only 41 years old at the time. So it doesn't make sense that uh, he wouldn't be able to have children subsequently. So uh, there's another Bishat. The Aruch says that he, that the first letter of his name is a short letter. It's a little letter to Yud. So maybe he's not so significant. So we don't care what he has to say. In any event, so. Kalev saw that they were saying this about Yeshua, they weren't letting, letting him talk. Amar, so he said to himself, If I start, Amri bimilsa, they're going to say something about me, they're going to shut me up. Amar lahen, so instead he said to them like this, Is this all the son of Amram, referring to Moshe? Is this all he's done? So everyone thought he was going to say something negative about Moshe. So they were quiet. 
Amr Luhu, he continued and said, He took us out of Egypt, and he split the sea for us. He gave us this man to eat. If you will tell us, make ladders, and go up to the heavens, will we not listen to him? That was what Kali was trying to do. He was trying to say something positive, get in a good word. So we will certainly be able to go up and inherit the land, etc. But the men who had come along with him, they said, we can't do it, etc. They said a great thing by Sushra at that time. They said, it's too difficult for us, too strong for us. Don't read it for us, but rather for him. As if to say that even Hashem can take out, he could be the, he's the, he's the Balabas, he's the owner of the house, so to speak, over Eretz Yisrael, but he can't even get his stuff out of there, meaning Hashem can't even overcome them, chas v'shalom. So they said it's a land that destroys, kills, eats up its inhabitants. Deresh Rava, Rava said like this, Hashem said, I meant it for good, they thought it was for evil, I meant it for good, I meant it for good. Wherever they went, so the important people were dying there. In order that they be distracted, all the people in Israel wouldn't notice that these people were there, these spies, and they wouldn't ask about them. The those who say that who had died at the time, Eov had died at the time, everyone in all of Eretz Yisrael, they were all saying their Hespedim, their eulogies of him. However, the Moragim, the spies, they saw it in a negative light. They said it's a land that eats up its inhabitants. They said we, we seemed in our own eyes to be like grasshoppers, and that's how we seem to them as well. Amr Mesharshia, Mesharshia said, Meraglim Shakrihavu, they were liars. Okay, we understand that they seemed to themselves, they felt like they were grasshoppers. Lachai, that's all good and well. But this, they said that we seem like grasshoppers to them as well. How could they possibly know that? Clearly, they were lying. The Gemara says, it's not true. When the people were coming back from their Avelis, from their morning, so they were brought some kind of food, they were eating the food underneath the cedar trees, when the spies saw them, so they went up and climbed up in the tree, so that they were hoping that they wouldn't be noticed, so they heard those giants saying, they were saying how they saw these people that looked like grasshoppers in the trees, so they indeed heard from the people themselves, from the giants themselves, that uh, that they looked like, the spies themselves looked like Grasshoppers. The Pasuk says, the verse says that the, the entire congregation, all the people of Israel, they raised up their voices and they cried. That day was Erev Tishabav, or that night was the night of Tishabav. Hashem said, so Hashem said that they cried a free cry, meaning they cried for no reason. I'm going to set this day to be a day of crying for all generations. So Tishabav was, was of course the day that the first and temple, first and second temple were destroyed. Everyone wanted to stone them with stones. The honor of Hashem was seen in Ohamoid in the tent of meeting. Amar Bichibar Abba, Bichibar Abba says, 
This teaches us that they took these stones and they tried to throw them towards Hashem. The verse says that all those who spoke negatively about Eretz Yisrael died in the plague. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says, They had an unusual death. Rabbi Hanina bar Papa, Rabbi Hanina bar Papa says, Rabbi Shila, Rabbi Shila said, The man from Kfar Timrasa, This teaches us that their tongues stretched out, to, to, down to their belly buttons. There were worms that were coming out of their tongue, and going into their belly buttons, and going out from their belly buttons, going into their tongues. That was how they died. Now that they were choked to death. Both of these cases, they were punished with the exact same part of their body that they spoke negatively of Hashem. So someone explained to me that uh, why did it go down to their belly button? Because the Tibor, the Tibor, which is the word for belly button, also represents Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael was referred to as the Tibor Haaretz, the belly button, the center of the world. So since they spoke negatively about the center, the Tibor of the land of Eretz Yisrael, so therefore that's why they were punished, they died in that place, in that way. Now the Gemara continues, now we're turning back to that original Brisa that we were talking about. Since they got out of the Jordan River, Chazu Mayim Lamakaiman. So as soon as they came out, so the waters went back to their original place. Shneimar Zavur says, Vayhi Ba'alis Hakainim Neisei Aron Bris Hashem Mitach Yarden. And it was when the when the priests, the ones who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant of Hashem, came out of the water. Natku Kapos Ragli Hakainim Al Charava, and their feet got to the dry land. Vayashuv Min Hayarden Lamakaiman. They went out of the Jordan to their place. The waters went they had as they had previously. It went up to all of its banks. So what happened? So the verse originally said that they went into the water. As soon as they went into the water, the water split. They stayed where they were until all the people of Israel passed by and went across the river. So where did they go? They, they stepped back and the waters came back. So that what happened? They were on one side. The Kohan and the priests and the Ark were on one side. And the Jews were all the way on the other side. So it comes out that the ark itself and those that were holding it and the priests were all on one side. And the Jews were all on the other side. So what happened? The ark itself floated up in the air carrying those who were carrying it and it went over to the other side. As the verse says, And it was after all of the nation crossed over. That the, the ark of Hashem and the priests they all passed over in front of the in front of the nation. So now we go off on a tangent, and we say like this. And for this reason, that's why Uzzah was punished. Shneimer, the verse says, They came to this place called Garin Kidain. This is talking about that the Aaron, the Ark, was being brought back. This is many years later in the times of David Hamel, King David. So the Aaron was being brought back back from the land of Plishtim, from the Philistines, and so David Hamel sent it on an agala on some kind of wagon. And Uzzah saw, this guy Uzzah, he saw that the, the Aron was falling off of the wagon. So he stuck out his hand to try to catch the Aron. But of course, he made a mistake. It was a fatal mistake. He stuck out his hand to grab the Ark. It holds up those who hold it. That's my culture can certainly can hold itself. And the anger of Hashem was inflared on Uzzah. And he was struck there over the shawl, 
We're going to see what the shal is. We're going etc. Rabbi Yechon Rabbi Lazar Chad Amar Al Iske Shaloi. What does shal mean? Over that mistake that he made, over his mistake, shal from Lashon Shalo. Chad Amar Sheasat Tzeracha Befanov. And there are those who say that no, it means that he did his needs. He relieved himself in front of the ark. So in a punishment for that mistake, he was also punished with death. He died there with the Ark of God. What does that mean, with the Ark of God? This verse teaches us that he went to the world to come. Shnemar, as the, word sa- as the verse says, with the Ark of God. Just like we know that the Ark is always extant, we have the Ark even to this day. It's hidden in the tunnels beneath the Harabayas, underneath the Temple Mount. So to Uzzah will be forever. He will get his eternal reward in Alam Haba. In the world to come. Vayichar David, asher parts Hashem peretz be'uza. The verse is Vayichar, which we're going to explain differently than normal. Vayichar, whatever that means exactly. David got char because of the thing that Hashem did to Uza. Amar Belazer, Belazer says, Shinishtanu panav kecharara. This teaches us what is Vayichar, that his face changed colors like a cookie, meaning like a cookie that when you put it inside of an oven, so it changes colors, it darkens, because David was very upset over what he had done. It was his fault that this had happened. So if this is the explanation of the word Vayichar, so whenever it says Vayichar, it should mean that the person was upset, not that he got angry. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, Generally it says Vayichar Af, that means anger. Here it doesn't say Af, Af means the nose, it means the nose got inflared. So here it just means it got, the person got inflared, meaning let's say maybe his face changed colors, meaning he got upset. Darash Rava. Rava said as follows, Why was David punished with this loss, with this mistake that caused Uzzah to die? Why It was a punishment to David. Why? Because he referred to the Torah as songs. Shanemar, as the verse says, The Torah was referred to by David HaMelech as songs. Hashem said to him, that if a person does not constantly go over them, the verse says in Mishlei, so he's going to lose them. Can you refer to them as a song? A song is something, you know, that here and there, you know, you sing a song. But it's not something that you're doing all the time. So the Torah can't be referred to something that you're not doing all the time. The Torah is something that you have to constantly be going over, over and over, otherwise you lose the Torah. So it's incorrect for him to call him that. So Hashem said, because you misunderstood the purpose of the Torah, you called it a song. So therefore, clearly you don't understand the chashivas, the importance of going over, of reviewing the Torah. So I'm going to make you make a mistake that has to do with something that every single little kid even knows. The verse says that the ark was not placed on any kind of agala, on any kind of wagon. But David HaMelech nevertheless made a mistake. And David HaMelech, he was the one who brought it on this wagon. And that's why it was falling off. And that's why Uzzah was the one who went to pick it up. But it was all the fault of David because he made this mistake of calling the Torah Zemiris songs. Now we continue. Hashem struck the people of Beit Shemesh. Because they looked at the ark. Now the Gemara asks Mishim the Ro'u Bayach. Therefore, just because they just because they looked at the Aro and the Ark, therefore they were destroyed. Rabbi Yavoh, Rabbi Rabbi Lazar. We have an argument between Rabbi Yavoh and Rabbi Lazar exactly what this means. Chad Omer, 
They were working, they were threshing their fields, and at the same time they were bowing down to the Aron Kadesh. Meaning they didn't stop what they were doing in order to show the proper respect for the Ark. That's where they were killed. And another, the other one says that no, in fact they said something negative about the Aron. We turn the page, They said about the Aron, why is it that you were allowed yourself to be captured and all of a sudden now you freed yourself? Meaning it had been captured, the Aron had been captured by the Plishtim and it had stayed by them for many years. Then all of a sudden it went off on its own and it seemed to have saved itself. So they were saying this negative thing about the Aron, why is it that you did this? And because of that, so they were destroyed. So the verse says that of those people, they were destroyed 70 people and 50,000 people. So what does this mean, 70 people and 50,000 people? Why is the word ish in the middle, this word people in the middle? Rabbi Avov, Rabbi Lazar. So we have a, again a machlokas, an argument between Rabbi Avov and Rabbi Lazar. Chad Amar Shivim Ish, Hayu, one says that indeed they were only 70 people. And each one of those 70 people was as important as 50,000. Another one says no, there were indeed 50,000 people. Each one of those 50,000 people was so important, they were like the 70, they were equal to all 70 of the people on the Sanhedrin, the greatest sages. The verse continues by, And as they walked six steps, And so they would bring as a korban, as a sacrifice, an ox and a fattened ox. Elsewhere in Chronicles, it's referring to the same exact event, and it says that actually seven bulls and seven rams were brought. So which, which is it? For every step that they took, they would bring an ox and a fattened ox. For every six steps that they would take, so they would bring seven bulls and seven rams. So Chizda says to him, in Cain, it's called Eretz Yisrael. So then you filled up the entire land of Israel, but Bamois, with, with Mizbachos, with altars. For every six steps, they would bring an ox and a fattened ox. For every six sets of six steps, they would bring six bulls, I'm sorry, seven bulls and seven rams. Now, the psukim into the two different places refer to it, the place that we're talking about, as one place calls it Gurin Kidain, one place calls it Gurin Nachoin. Kidain is a lashon of some kind of spear or javelin that was used to kill. And Nachon is a lashon of goodness. Amr B'yechanan. So B'yechanan says, But Chila Kidain, originally, it was like a javelin. Someone got killed there. Who got killed there? Uza. Well, B'saif, Nachon. But in the end, things turned out well there. Because why? Because the Ark, explains Rashi, was placed by the family of Oved, this guy Oved Edom. And he experienced a tremendous amount of blessing because of the fact that the Ark was in his house. So it started off bad, but it ended up good. Two dots. Nimtzes at we return back to the story of the Jordan. Nimtzes at ha'oymer, avanim hayu. There were two different sets of stones. Echad shehikim moiv. There was one set of stones that were placed by Moses in the land of Moab. Shanemar, as the verse says, be'ever ha'yardin b'eretz moiv, ha'yel moishe be'er v'goymer. The verse says that Moshe began to explain. The word be'er is used there. It means to explain. Elsewhere it says, chasat ha'layin is called divrei ha'tayr ha'zois. In reference to the stones that Moshe told Yehoshua to place when they would pass over the Jordan, so it uses the word be'er there as well. So we connect it. Asya be'er be'er, so we connect it through this word be'er to teach you that Moshe himself also had these stones placed on the 
eastern side of the Jordan, and Yoshua would place them later on the western side. And there was one set that was actually placed inside of the Jordan. Shanemar, the verse says, And there were twelve stones that Yoshua placed there in the middle of the Jordan River. And the third one was originally actually done on Har Evil, the Mount Evil and Mount Grizim, but then it was placed in Gilgal. Shenemar, as the verse says, the verse says, in Yahushua Perikdalad, that they took those stones from Mount Evil and they brought them over to Gilgal. Taner Abbanan, we learned in Abrais, how did they write it? Rabbi Yehuda, so we're going to have an argument between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda says they actually wrote it upon the stones themselves. Shenemar, as the verse says, should write on the stones. It's called the Red Torah Azois, all the words of this Torah, of Gomer, etc. The Achar Kach, afterwards, so do I send So they covered it up with cement. So Rabbi Shimon says to him, According to you, how, did they, how were they able to learn the Torah? The whole point of it was written so that the nations of the world could learn the Torah. It was written in 70 different languages. How could they read it if it was covered with cement? So, so Rabbi Yehuda answers him, Hashem gave them extra understanding. And they sent their messengers. And they took off the cement. And they were able to copy it after they took off the cement. And because of this, this is why their negative decree was signed and sealed, because they didn't properly come and send enough people to learn the Torah. They would go down into the pit of destruction. They should have learned, and they didn't learn. Rabbi Shimon says, They didn't actually write it on the rocks, but rather they covered it first with cement, and then they wrote it in the cement. And then below that they wrote on the bottom of the page, so to speak, They wrote that the purpose of the people of Israel going into Israel and destroying all the nations was said that the Jews do not learn from their evil ways. From this we learn, that if a nation would come to do tshuva, or people would come to do tshuva to, to repent from the evil, idolatrous ways, and of course they wouldn't be coming out of fear of getting destroyed, so and they would accept them. Amarava Barshila, so Rav Barshila says, My time with Rabbi Shimon, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Shimon? The verse says, why did he say that they actually did it onto the cement and onto the rock? As the verse says, that the nations would be destroyed in fire, meaning in the fires of Gehenna of hell, because of that which they did with the cement. Al Sid over the matters of the cement, meaning because they didn't learn from that which was etched into the cement. Rabbi Yehuda, Kisid. Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't learn that they actually, so it wasn't actually etched into the cement, but rather into the rock. So he says, Kisid, just like cement. Just like cement does not have any way to be fixed, except through burning. The only way that these kusim, which seems to mean any non-Jew, the only way that he can attach himself to God and not end up in hell is only by learning the Torah and finding out what's expected of him, obviously the seven mitzvahs, the seven laws that are incumbent upon him. So another Gemara asks, Man Azla Hadetanya, like whom does the following Brasigovish Shavisashivyoy? The verse says you're allowed to take a woman who's beautiful while you're in a Muhammad which some kind of permitted war, meaning it wasn't a chiv to go out and kill these people. The rabbis this comes to include even a Kanani, whereas if, if a Kanani lives inside of Eretz Yisrael, you have to kill him. But if he lives outside of the land of Israel, so you don't have to kill him. Because if they do tshuva, we accept them, as opposed to the ones who live in Israel. So the only reason that they're doing tshuva, we know, is because they're afraid they're going to get killed. So that type of convert we don't accept. 
So Keman, so who does this go like? Shimon. So this sounds like Rabbi Shimon who says that one of the things that was written on this whole thing with the cement was that we accept, we're coming to accept the non-Jews who want to come to convert to Judaism. And the only reason that we would reject them is because they're going to teach us their evil ways and we don't want to learn from those evil ways.